Welcome to the Instinctive Influencers Podcast, a show where influence becomes one of your tools for success. Now, here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Ed Haley. Hi, I'm Brian. And I am James. And this is the Instinctive Influences Podcast. We thank you so much for joining us today. You know, Ed, I still got to get that fixed, man. I, now, I'm i going to start just, saying the artist formerly known as. You could, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> I just, I got to get that fixed. Uh, I, eh. it, it'll take, it'll take some time. I, I got to. And, and it's not that hard. I, I used uh, I think I want to say I went through Fiverr, uh, Fiverr, whatever it's called. Uh, but it's just like I don't know if anybody's ever used that before. Those who listen, uh, it's it's an app you can go through. But you can get so much done through. You can get voiceovers. You can get music made. Um, you can get like hard products made. Um, one of the other things that I got through that was uh, like our symbol and stuff for the show. Uh, somebody actually did that up for. So I mean, it's pretty cool. I I, I just got to finally do something obviously eh. um so <laughs> been a while lots of things have taken time. place yeah it, it actually Ooh. has but it's it's the same old thing for us like obviously we have lives we have family we have jobs that really take a precedence you know school all that stuff and it's like all right where do we fit this in and how do we keep doing this i mean yeah. it's it can be and rough for, at times. And produce a valuable, like a good product. I actually, I was on the uh, Facebook group today and I posted an apology and uh, said, you know, hey, life has happened, but we're back recording because I was anticipating this. And uh, yeah, so I posted something today to the Facebook group. Did you remove me from the Facebook group? Because I didn't get notified. Wow. Way to go, Ed. Uh, do I have the authority? Can I do that? I'm just a staff. Actually, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I did yeah, give you I'm those rights. I'm a cog in the wheel here. Like I don't know if I can do that. Well, when the staff consists of two, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we, have, we have two part timers. <laughs> I um yeah okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah I would say that uh, anyway. Uh-uh. So um lots of things have happened, man. Um you got like Ooh. the we talked about earlier. You got that tattoo thing on the board because family matters happen, and you even came home for a little while. Yes, during, I was home some, for a couple of weeks. Yeah, because so, you know, family, uh, it's rough. So we'll just say that I will never acknowledge the month of April anymore because it was just except for my man, birthday. what a month. Except yeah. for my birthday. Come on, you got to still do it. Yeah, we're gonna move I'm, it. We got to move it. We're gonna move my birthday. Uh, I'll let my mom know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I had a I had a really bad April, but um, you did got through it. Got through it. Um, yeah, and came out the other side. And here we are. I like to think a little bit better, a little bit more motivated. So yeah, I mean, and yeah. you've made you've made some changes in life too, though. Like like we talked. So last week, you and I, oh, we yeah. just sat down. We talked. We just talked. We were on. We were on uh, Messenger and stuff, and we were just chit-chatting about what was going on. But you've made like some health changes, major ones, right? Yeah, uh, me and my siblings. So uh, just real quick, my my father passed in April. Yeah. And he has some health issues that um, for fear of them being something hereditary, and I do believe they probably are, uh, we made some changes in our life to try to like prevent or delay right. Some of those things. So just small, like really for me, really small things, portion controls, 
eliminating some of the like a lot of the salt from our life. The red mm. meat is very uh, infrequently consumed. So, and then exercise. I am on day eleven of riding ten miles a day on my bike or more. Yeah. Uh, so, and then my sister, same thing. She's been doing. Um, how would she call that? Boot camp. She's been doing boot camp at her local gym. Okay. And, uh, yeah, controlling her sweets intake, and she does eat ice cream on the weekend, but it's keto, so just some stuff. And uh, yeah, is she, and the did most she go, crucial. Did she go keto? Uh, no, but it's a better ice. So she loves that ice. We love ice cream. And oh, I, oh, I way, love ice cream. I love ice cream. The better thing is that option of hey, I'll get a keto ice cream, or you know, or something else. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, for me, the biggest thing is my wife has joined me doing this, uh, and I think that 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 support system, yeah, really makes it easier to try to make some change. And I'm not perfect, you know. Still got ways to go. I have dropped yeah. ten pounds since uh, the beginning of April, so here's the hope, and I drop about ten to fifteen more, uh, and then <sighs> we'll see from there. You're gonna look. It's gonna be like a little twig again. It's gonna be. Yeah, because I'm not even lifting oh. weights because I keep hurting my I keep hurting my damn quad. I mean, I I keep hurting my quad. You're gonna have to edit that out. No, I keep hurting gonna. my quad when I squat. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's. I think maybe that might be a show we have to visit again because you know we did that some time back where we did the you know the health fitness type stuff. Yeah. We may have to. I may have to look into like revisiting some of that because you know when you think about it, man, like. Health and fitness and things like that, that plays them. That's not only can we influence others in that or lead others to it, but also it plays a huge role on us and our, oh, yeah. in, in, in our own lives. Like, like when, you know, Hey man, I, I went gluten-free not too long ago with my daughter. Cause she's allergic to it. So I went, I know and I, I'm just, I'm just looking at different things and I've noticed certain things about myself that's kind of changed and, or kind of gotten better. And, um, and well, I read more boxes now. I know that. Um, it's just so weird. It is. It yeah. It is, but it isn't. Like you find new ways to kind of adapt and overcome. To, you know, just to kind of take care of yourself. Uh, but one of the things you said in there, I think it really reminds me of what we're going to talk about today. You talked about having that support network. Yes. And yeah. as a transition, <laughs> we're going to go over today's episode is about networking, and this is because. You are in that process now. You are getting ready to exit the service because n- no yeah. one can stay in forever. And you're going nope. through you. You went through the uh, the SFL tap stuff. With it's for those of you listen, that's like the Soldier for Life program that we have, um, and it and it's supposed to help soldiers transition and all this. Uh, but you've gained so much from it that you were like, Hey, we got to share this. And I'm like, heck yeah, man. Cause I, I think this is an important topic. So, but Hey, yeah. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to keep talking about it. I'm going to let you, because this is actually your baby, <laughs> your idea. Yeah. So, uh, basically with soldier for life, you know, if you think about it, right, Brian, like you and I have done this for so long. So when I transition out, I'll be at 26 years in the military. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't know how to interview for a job. You think you do. Until they ask you questions and you're trying to tell a story to your question, you know, to, to show an example. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to write a resume. When I, when I last had to write a resume, you wrote one resume. Now you write one master resume and then you network that off into several resumes. So there's a lot to the process that 
Ryan, it's been a it's been a long time, man. It's been a really long time for us. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm I I I got you because I haven't had to apply for a job since I joined the army, and that was twenty something years ago. Exactly. So uh, I wanted to share this, and then for those listening, don't don't get caught up and don't don't dial out or tune out because the things that we're learning are things that are valuable on the civilian workforce side. It's just mm-hmm. that they focus on teaching these to us. But as I'm sitting in these classes, I'm going, well, I can see how that's valuable to, you know, to Schmugatelli who works down the street and is looking for a change in his career. And so those things, like these things that we're going to talk about over this next little while in these series of episodes, yeah, I, I think there's something in it for everybody. Some of it's going to come across as, oh, this is common sense. Some of it's going to come across as, oh, I didn't think of that. Um, and then the other part that made me want to do networking so bad, Brian, and I know what you wanted me to talk about, but I have a different approach. Uh, you know, you form these networks when you're a kid, right? And growing up, I had this group of friends or whatever you want to call it. I think back then the, the cool word to say was posse or gang. They said and then it was gang and, you know, all these other things. My squad. Um, I think they call it the squad now. <laughs> Uh, so when we had to go home and take care of some things, um, part of my network growing up, right. Jumped in. And I'm, when I say part of, I mean the, the family, this all one family who's in my network and I consider, you know, family. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll just, I don't want to use their names, but we'll just say the father was the, he told me, Hey, I'll be, I'll do the service for your father. So he was the pastor for my dad's service. The daughter arranged for the hall for the service. She arranged for the catering for the service. Right. Yeah. And then, um, to get my mother ready for her next step, her transition, the son happened to own a business that, you know, uh, cleans out houses and stuff when people lose family members. And he was like, hey, I'm going to give you the family discount and I'm going to take care of that. Now, I will shout out if you're in Maryland, companies called All Out Clean Out. If you need a cleaning service or a house staging, you should reach out to them. Uh, that is a shameless plug, but I owe that for what he did for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. But but really, Brian, I was taken aback because I was like, like, these are people I talk to every five, 10 years, right? That right. I grew up with, but the strength in that network, right? But how mm. can that help us? How can that help us with employment? How can a network be beneficial? Right. Um, and so one of the stats, and I'm I'm pulling a lot of the stuff for today's show that we're going to discuss, Brian, from um, from the stuff that I've been provided through Soldier for Life um, uh, during my course courses there. So one of the things that they teach us is that networking is the number one job search method. And accounts for sixty to eighty percent of job offers. So, when you say this, are are we saying that um, basically uh, your jobs are are searched through a network of people that we already know or we've made connections with, or it's we're creating a network through the like? Is it how how does that relate? So, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, so when they talk about this, so this is as easy as let's just we're not we're not in the military. It's just Brian and James and mm-hmm. James is looking to, you know, to change his career. And Brian and James says to Brian, hey, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, changing my career. I'm thinking about going into education. And Brian says, oh, a friend of mine works for the school board. Mm-hmm. Right. 
that's a, that's a network, but it's, it's not my friend. It's Brian's friend. So we're going to talk about different types of networks. Okay. But that, that's still a network. That's still a lead that could be like, Hey, I can help you. Um, mm-hmm. Let's think about, let's think about one of our guests we had, right? We had Robert Roof on and his partner. Yeah. Um, so I have a friend of mine now, Sar Major, who is transitioning from the military and he's looking for real estate in Clarksville. And I say in the Clarksville, Tennessee area, and I say, hey, I know these guys. Let me give you their number network, maybe not for employment, but for other means. And so that's where we, when we talk about the role of the network, gotcha. it just gives you different resources, different connections, uh, you know, and, and more information to take advantage of, Brian. So right. like when we say now in the military, when we say network, what's that mean? Like for you? Uh, well, when, yeah, uh, the first the thing I think of, the first thing I think of is like S6 and communications, you know, it, uh, <laughs> that's the very first thing I think. Oh, we have a network as in like, you know, the computers are all talking to each other. So we could almost transform that into people. But uh, I would mm-hmm. definitely think, you know, obviously it's people connecting um, and, and it's yep. like, I've known you for, uh, well, since probably what, 2014-ish, 2015. So yeah, it, it seems like it's been longer than that, though. Wow. It probably um, has. Oh. But, the, but like, and you know people, like, it was crazy because I was sitting in a classroom with a uh, gentleman. I took a picture and I said, I said, hey, look who's in my classroom. And it's a, it's an, a person that you worked with there in Germany. Yeah. You guys went on <laughs> multiple trips together. So it was kind of crazy how we were able to connect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I told you, uh, my good friend uh, was the first sergeant of my organization. She yesterday relinquished her responsibilities. So during the speech, one of the things the commander said that really resonated with me because of this episode is, did you know? That first Sergeant Moore knows somebody who knows somebody who can help you solve your problem. And that's, that's a, such a strength as a leader, right? Because here, yeah. uh, there's like Army and Air Force, there's probably about 10 bases and maybe a hundred mile radius. So that's a network, right? If you know people in these other bases, if you know people in the other branch, that's interoperability with the Air Force and able to bring them in. So mm-hmm. it's value added. So in employment, same idea. Um, so wh- why do we network, Brian? Uh, just to get to know people. Yeah, to get to know people, build some relationships, right? Share some like opportunities. I, absolutely. Share some opportunities. Like in my example with you and I, we're not in the military, but I'm looking to move into education. And you're like, hey, I know a guy or a guy. Mm-hmm. That's also a famous bearded ninja line. I know hey, a I guy. Like, I got a guy. <laughs> I got, I got, hey, that's, I got my groomer. That's how I got my groomer. I know yeah. I got again hey. for the groomer. That's networking, right? Yeah. I paid this groomer because the bearded ninja introduced us. So more networking. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Then, uh, just cultivating and deepening existing connections, right? Yeah. So helping each other out, you know, to, to move along. Um, now, you know, I think it's what you just said there, though. It's I think the very next little thing I see that you actually have highlighted. I think that's key because it's almost like you don't want to seem like a selfish individual by constantly trying. Like it, you don't want it to seem like you're using people, sort of. You know what I mean? You want to elaborate no, on no, your I highlighted agree. spot there? 
Yeah, because it can't be about what's in it for me, right? It's like, what's in it for me, but what can I do for them? Because honestly, when you help somebody else out in a network, there's some gratification. Now's the story you wanted, Brian. Um, Ah, there we go. a good friend of mine coming out of command, right? He's a commander. Yeah. He has a seven-month window before he's going to leave Europe, and he needs to find a job to fill that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I told him, hey, you should look at maybe coming to my organization. And he reaches out to the lieutenant colonel, and she says, okay, I will set up an interview. Um, so that's kind of like help trying to help him, right? But there's not a lot in it for me at this point. But then that comes later because my replacement uh, is slotted to get here as I'm leaving. There'll be no handoff. Right. So now right. I right. was helping him get a job, trying to help him find that job. But now I need him. And so what I proposed is, hey, you've done you've traveled with me. We've worked side by side. You know what I do. You could train my replacement during your few months. Um, and that way you're giving something to our organization. They're giving you a job for seven months. And he was like, yeah, that sounds great. And so I actually talked to the Lieutenant Colonel and, and we talked quite a bit. And, uh, so she's like, do, you know, what do you think? What's his benefit? And when I explained it to her, she's like, well, that, that actually makes sense. So now we've, we've helped the captain who needed a job. I'll look uh-huh. at the microphone. We've helped the captain who needed a job who in turn is helping the organization that he's only going to be a part of for seven months. But now he's leaving the organization better than he found it. That's a Brian thing. He really loves that one. Uh, So it's mutually beneficial, right? And that's what this, that's what I'm talking about with this, Brian. I like that. I like um, that. That's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to, I'm I'm trying not to do all the talking. Mr. Williams, uh, the bearded ninja used to say, if you give a class and you do all the talking, you're going to be exhausted at the end of the day. <laughs> Absolutely. <So. laughs> you're thinking too much. Yeah. You're thinking too much. And that jaw is just. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So don't be selfish. Don't be like, well, this doesn't benefit me because maybe, you know, I don't end up needing the captain to help me out train my replacement, but I still help him out it doesn't have, it's not a quid pro quo kind of thing, right? That's not the expectation. The expectation is you help build a network because now down the road, if I were staying in the military, mm-hmm. maybe I need a job, right? Maybe I need a job. He can help me. Um, you know, um, and this is not, ex- this shouldn't be considered the good old boy system type mentality. This is more about, I'm making a connection, and if somebody needs help, I help them. If I need help, I'm not scared to ask for the help type situation. It's not like, uh-huh. oh, I'm doing you a favor just because you're a part of a clique that I'm a part of, right? Right. And so full, I get, when, when this all started, I gave full disclosure to the lieutenant colonel. I said, I want you to know that him and I are friends, so I'm a little biased. Ah, I asked, like, what I thought. Right. But full disclosure, I'm letting you know because – a good old boy network, I wouldn't fully disclose that. I would just be like, I'm taking care of him because he's my buddy and you don't need to know that. Yeah. Um, so I do think, I think there's a line. I do think there's a line. Sometimes we think we're helping somebody as part of a networking thing and there maybe is a, they're not qualified for you know that job, but we're going to promote them anyway. Yeah. I, I think we got to make sure like, are they qualified to do the job? You know, 
And I think that plays to the Lieutenant Colonel asking me, well, what's the benefit to us bringing him here for seven months? Yeah. Right. Because now I'm giving you up. Now I'm telling you what his benefit is, why you should bring him. And, and it's, I mean, it was a justified reason because, you know, there's some stuff going on out east that our tempo is so busy <laughs> here. Oh, I get Nobody you. has time. You know, if if we can get away with somebody else training the new guy instead of taking away from somebody in the organization currently, mm-hmm. hey, that's a bonus. So yeah, and um, and one of the things we probably have to be aware of too, though, is like because you brought up like, hey, it, it's a we may do favors back and forth or help each other out. We also don't want to put our neck on the line for just anyone anytime like we have to be careful like really monitor like our assessment of an individual before i say yeah i recommend this person um and then vice versa somebody may want to monitor before they'll recommend me for something you know i mean because in a sense you could almost diminish your uh your your capital in a sense uh and i I could always refer back to leadership capital but we could diminish that capital that we may have or that that influence by recommending the wrong person for the wrong position and then they they become a flop right oh yes absolutely so and and later we're going to talk about there's layers right there's different layers to um the people in your network but then there's different layers to networking right good set good segue brian (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. What are we getting into next, my friend? All right. All right. So we'll uh, we'll start with formal. So formal networking opportunities, right? So we're talking about ways to network or, or how we network. Formal is connecting with people that you already know, such as your former colleague, Brian, high school friends, the instance with uh, my family back home, mm-hmm. former supervisors, in-laws, etc. However, the reach of this approach is limited by the size of your existing personal and professional networks. So one of the big challenges you and I face, Brian, is a lot of our network, let's be honest, is military. Well, absolutely. Right? So when you go on LinkedIn, I am willing to, at least for me, I'll speak for me. I won't bet for you. If you go to my LinkedIn, the majority of my network on LinkedIn, and that's what they call it, is mm-hmm somebody military either retired or current. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. So that's a challenge for us because we have to get out of that. But they're great. They're great networks, right? Because eventually they're going to leave the military and, and they have a network that you can maybe draw from. Um, But we have to expand that network. Yeah. You know, we, we and it's it's funny. uh, So we just had this week, uh, we had a speaker, um, come to the school and he's talking about that like expanding that network and how to do that and he talked about like hey you can just do these searches you can do this this and this but you want to kind of dwindle it down and one of the things to me is like you and i both we've kind of we've kind of geared ourselves to fall into an education uh type career upon getting out of the service we both have like we we remember we just had this conversation last week and it makes me think like, okay, so how many educators do I know like that I could actually network with? And I've got a few in my back pocket. I'm thinking, this is great. But then yeah. I thought about, I was like, but it's only a few, you know what I mean? Like, that's not enough. Like, I really need to like broaden Ooh, that. <laughs> exactly. But how do I, how do I do that? We're going to do that by pausing till we get to point three of online networking opportunities. And oh. We're going to talk about that. But this is another okay. way. So what, 
one of the things that they list as a formal is a job fair. Okay. Okay. So with the job fair, there's some things that we're going to talk about probably down the line in this series. Um, but at the job fair, we're going to, we're going to talk about later about the importance of branding, right? Um, I know, you know, Brian elevator pitch. Do you currently have an elevator pitch to sell yourself? Nope. That, so that's a valuable tool. And of course you've got a little bit more time than me. Um, they made us develop one. We had to develop our elevator pitch and she timed you. And then she tried to call me out and said, well, uh, yours is a little long. I said, you told me I had 30 seconds. I did 29. I've done it several times at 29. She's like, mm, still a little, still a little long. And, uh, yeah. and maybe we'll, we could even add something. That's part of branding. Maybe we'll feed that into a branding episode. Yeah. Um, Cause at yeah. the job fairs, right. You think about a job fair and let's say you've got, let's say you just, you've got a hundred organizations at this job fair, but you've got 2000 people at this job fair, whatever the number is, right. Mm-hmm. Those hundred representatives have to shake those 2000 hands. At 30 seconds a piece, they ain't going to get it done. You know? Yeah, it's a, it's a um, lot of PRL. A lot of PRL. A lot of PRL. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or, or elbow bump. We can elbow bump. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. the handshake is starting to make a comeback, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah Fist yeah. bump. You know. Fist in it. Yeah, fist a bump. But those elbow job bump. fairs are good networking opportunities. And then mm-hmm. you and I talked about this. And it, it somebody who's a professional in this, you know, in job searching, maybe they'll shoot this down. But my instructor said, you know, there's nothing wrong with handing a thank you card, right? At yeah. a job fair. Thank, thanks for listening to my elevator pitch. Thanks for giving me some of your time. Yeah. And then yeah. on the back of the card, guess what LinkedIn offers? Yeah, the QR code. A QR code. So I can have my business card printed up with my QR code, my name, and my email address. And hand that, you know, and then on the other side, have a thank, thank you for your time. And that makes you memorable at the job fair. Mm-hmm. That helps you expand your network. And then, of course, you want to be card collecting, too. If they got a business yeah. card, you want it. So let me ask um, you this. As, yeah. as you're going through this, was there not questioning about, like, so to, in today's day and era, um, like the business card, I don't I don't know if that's a thing. Like, I really don't know if that's a thing because obviously I've been doing the Army thing. But, like, yeah. these, these are important, right? Um, and I guess scanning that helps but then the business card they don't need it. they just get rid of it or something and then they have the contact or is i mean is that yeah. a re- is that really a recommendation across the civilian market is hey you really should get these made up because it does help and it's proven so it was a kind of a brainstorm one instructor one opinion right i can tell you from what i do currently with doing international kind of um logistics right. coordination that a lot of the other countries will hand you a business card. Oh, but maybe it's a European thing, right? Like I have a stack of business cards from these um, senior leaders and embassy, the embassy will hand you a business card. So yeah, I know over here, it's still a thing. I do not know there until I get to my first job fair about November, hopefully December. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but it is a good opportunity, right? The, the, and if it's not a thing, then we need to look into that more. Maybe, maybe yeah. one of our listeners knows like, no, that's not really, or is it not a thing? But then by doing it, did I just set myself apart by not sticking to what the thing is right now? Right. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's, yeah. and it was just a question I had like, cause when we talked about it the other day, I thought to myself, I'm like, 
I wonder if people actually do that. Like, I know there's yeah. like there's some there's restaurants nowadays that still do the drop your business card. They select one out, you get free lunch for the day. You know, that's stuff the, like that. Yeah, that's still that's a the thing. only reason I make them. Yeah, that's the only reason <laughs> I, I make business cards. You get the free lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just you know, it's just something that played on my mind because I know like technology is a whole new thing nowadays, and you know, like I literally could take my phone and go to your phone and tap your phone and now your contact information to yeah. come to my phone. Like that's a thing, but I just, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think it would well, be kind of cool. I think it's yeah. a really valid question. Yeah. Uh, I will admit I did make a mistake. So job fairs is not formal networking. Oh, it's no. into the category that Brian's going to go over real quick. <laughs> Are you talking about informal opportunities? Yes. Yeah. Oh. I have it in the notes. I have it informal. My mistake. I'll do a oh. push up later. <laughs> yeah, you definitely will be because I have no idea. Uh, now, um, so informal networking opportunities. Uh, and these I find to be this. Okay. I think this is like where influence happens. The informal Ooh, networking. Yeah. You know, yeah. This is where influence happens because it's like, are you building some type of capital? We, t- we call it leadership capital. Are you paying the bill? We talk about this often. Mm-hmm. Uh, but A lot. Connect, connecting with people that you do not uh, know at uh, structured events such as networking events, professional association, or career fairs. Uh, uh, basically, some of you sitting beside maybe in a, on an airplane. That could be a connection that you've made. Uh, charity mm-hmm. event. You know, you did maybe you're doing some volunteer work or something. And you're having to volunteer beside somebody you've never met before. Uh, maybe a community involvement. Maybe it's some like some type of other outreach. Uh, I I can see that those are a form of networking. And a lot of times you think about it too, like, and I've, I've done a lot of volunteer type things. You have too. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't always know the people that you're involved with when you're doing it. And then once you get to know them, you're like, Oh my goodness, you're, you run what you're, you're the president of what bank, uh, you know, and it's like, you don't realize that, you know, that whole first impressions last, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. That is not like, no. you know, so it's how can I recommend somebody to better propel themselves in that situation? Well, let me tell you, first thing, uh, don't show up with some vulgar on your shirt. I guarantee you that's automatically going to turn somebody away from you. I promise you. Right. Yeah. It's just weird. Like it's the Patriots. That's that was uncalled for. That was, that I'm was sorry. definitely uncalled for. Um, <laughs> well, you just fell out of my network, buddy. So that <laughs> happens. Um, no, but, it, but you know, it's like how you present yourself, like in, in your language, do I just, mm-hmm. do I start blurting out the F word and the S word and oh. the D, all these things? Right. Or do I talk a certain way? You know I mean? Uh, it's just, it, You'd be surprised. Like, I think I've made a lot of good connections in that informal arena and never, and it took years for me to realize how important that was, you know, and it could be Mm -hmm. at a church. It could be at a school function. It could be, it could be as simple as this, Ed, you and I, we we talk about getting into education. Uh, I go to my children's school for an award. I'm not going to show up looking, you know, with holes in my jeans and a ratty, like t-shirt i'm actually going to show up presentable because what if i what if i meet somebody there this is just a thing what if i meet somebody there and all of a sudden they're running the school in tennessee that i want to work at yeah they may remember me 
you know Absolutely. um michelle uh it was this is while we were still at the academy um and if I had to fly somewhere, um, like when I flew down here for school for some stuff and then flew back, like the way I dressed when I was on the flight, I don't, I don't go on a flight like that wearing, um, wearing sweatpants well, and a t-shirt. I actually put on a decent pair of comfortable slacks, um, maybe a button up shirt, a polo shirt. Um, and it may be a, if it's cold, I'll have a, like a, a nice throw coat or not throw coat, but like a, like a, a, like a sports coat or something. Sometimes, you know, and like when I travel, because and I and Michelle's like, why did you do that? And I'm like, well, I could be on the plane with a future SAR major that I work with, a future commander that I may work with, and I may introduce myself or meet them, and then I'll see them again down the road, mm, and they're going to remember that. You know what I mean? So, uh, but it's building those those crazy list situations. You think you know one thing, and then you realize. I mean. We've made plenty of friends over the years, Ed, uh, with different people, and we yeah. didn't. We probably never realized how things are going to turn out. What'd you just write there, my friend? So you just said it. So funny story. This I actually saw this on uh, LinkedIn. The G four, the, the Department of the Army G four, which is our supply uh, sergeant major, is on a flight next to a young man. Young man strikes up conversation with Sergeant Major, doesn't know who he is. Right. Turns out, young man is on his way to basic training. He is a new recruit into the Army, and he is sitting next to one of the senior enlisted in the Army, right? <laughs> uh, so has a conversation, and then jokingly, the Sergeant Major says, let's just say he's the best prepared recruit going to basic training right now. So I just, it made it made me think of it when you're talking about the seatmate and the small talk. And, it, and yeah. so what I find, um, and I did this when I was home, I told my wife, I said, I want to try something. And we went into this, um, was it a Wawa? A Wawa little convenience store. Wawa. Right? I know what a Wawa went to Wawa. Yeah. Yeah. And the young, I was asking my wife, I said, well, I don't know what, you know, what brand, what uh, type of body armor I want to get. And the young man says, oh, this brand, this flavor is really good. And he worked there, right? And I turned and I looked at his name tag and I said, are you sure? And I said, well, I think his name was, um, I can't remember his name, but let's call him Dean. I said, are you sure, Dean? And he says, yes, sir. And I said, okay, it better be good because I'll be back tomorrow. And he's like, no, it's good. You'll like it. And go in there the next day, right? Go in there the next day. And I'm like, hey, Dean, good recommendation. That was outstanding. The people in the line had been beating this kid up. But he smiled, right? And mm -hmm. honestly, I could have probably matured that network more with this young man. And he's just, he's a young kid in high school, probably working at a convenience store. But when you mm -hmm. use somebody's name, they open up and it's a yeah. small talk. And that's yeah. why I said that. It's because of the seat seatmate, right? Or if you're on the plane and you see somebody struggling with your bag to get in the overhead, you just say, hey, I got it. Let me help you. And then you sit down. They're going to talk to you. Because you just did something really nice, and they, they now they see what kind of person you are. So yeah, um, so that's a good informal network. I mean, so many Brian come to mind. I know you've done Habitat for Humanity, and oh, yeah. I have not had the opportunity. But I feel like when those teams are put together, do you know who's on that team that's going to be working on that project with you? Not always, right? So now you get there, right? And now you've got people on your team, and it's a CEO of whatever, right? Wayne Enterprises. And you're interested in working for Wayne Enterprises already. And now you get the CEO. And what you get out of these networks 
is you can get some intelligence about an organization. I think we talked about it a little bit later. Information that could help you decide, is that the culture I want to be in, right? Right. So there's a lot to it. And then community involvement, um, we've talked about on the show, Team RWB, you know, uh, with the military, USO, Rubicon, Team Rubicon. These are major ones for the military. But then outside the military, there's so many other um, you know, soup kitchens in the local church, like you said, and those are opportunities to network. So I think those are uh, critical for us to keep in mind, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. It's just so many opportunities. You don't think about it, right? Like I know I don't, I don't think about what I'm doing. So, um, Oh, Brian, we should be ashamed of ourselves. What did we both do in Nashville for a while while we were working at the Academy? We used to drive down to Nashville on a Saturday, Friday night. Go to McKay's? No. We used to drive. Oh, yeah, man. When we used to Uber. (laughs) And you don't know who you're, when you're Uber driving, it's so much more than just Uber. Yeah. Uh, I remember um, our friend, Stephen, picked up. I was making some good. Extra money on them Uber nights. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think Stephen picked up a guy that played for the Tennessee Titans one time. Like he, he had no idea. One of the O linemen. Yeah, and you only got to spend what a night down there. You work a few hours and expand your network in an informal setting. So, yeah. Um, now we'll get to your favorite because you're you're my social media guy. Hey man, and love uh, it. I'm, I'm getting better. Uh, online networking opportunities. These are crucial. And I have a really good news story that I'd like to share about it. So this is just connecting with people through a variety of online platforms, such as social media. Uh, So I'm in my class and she's teaching us about LinkedIn. And uh, they spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. There's a lot of good information. And uh, so we're doing that. And uh, she says, okay, now what I want you to do is I want you to cold contact some people through messaging on LinkedIn. She kept telling us, LinkedIn is good. It's fine to do a little light stalking. It's kind of the purpose of it. And uh, <laughs> so, so, you know, so I'm like, well, what do you mean? And she says, well, this is what you do. Do the search, search where you want to work when you leave the military and search what you want to do. Right. right. And then look for people that are in that area doing what you want to do. And then just shoot them a message and say, Hey, Here's my timeline. Here's who I am. I am interested in edu- pursuing a career in education. I notice that you are currently working in education in the area I want to live in. I was wondering if I could add you to my network uh, and maybe have a discussion about opportunities. Boom. Yeah. So I do it. You know, I do it. Um, and I get a message like the next day, that day maybe. And it is from the um, one of the um, people in, in that area that do onboarding of teachers into the school system. And yeah. she's like, hey, yeah. She's, so she says, hey, no problem. Here's my phone number. Here's my email. This is our human resources, phone number and email. Contact us anytime if you got any questions. When you get here, because, you know, I got to go back there. When you get yep. to Clarksville, let us know. That is a to me. That's a good news story for the online networking opportunities. That I mean, I would have never done that. I would have never cold contacted somebody like that. Um, but it worked out for me. So, Absolutely. what are your thoughts on the on that online networking, Brian? I know you're a guru. 
Yeah, well, I wouldn't call myself. I wouldn't call myself a guru. However, um, you know that speaker we had yesterday there at the academy. Uh, uh, he yes. he brought, he's a big time. He's a big time uh, influencer across uh, LinkedIn. Um, mm-hmm. And the way he explained it was exactly the same thing. What you just said. It's crazy. Uh, he talked about like, hey, reach out. Look, like, do, like LinkedIn is probably one of the best networking. Uh, for jobs and career opportunities, right? However, Absolutely. don't don't sh- sell yourself short because you know Instagram allows for pictures and videos, so they get, people get to see inside your life and things like that. Facebook is you know it's a little bit of pictures, videos, stories, things like that, right? Twitter, you 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 often just like do quick tweets, uh, 120 characters type things. So using all of these as just like building blocks to connect yeah. with other people, you know, and it's, you know, there are, there's stuff on there that we don't want to see or we don't want to hear or read or any of that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what do I do? I just ignore them. Right. Because I don't, I'm not going to lose a connection just because somebody posted something and I was like, ah, I don't agree with that. No, I still stay connected. I still, um, like, there, I mean, I may not agree with what they're, but I'm still going to, you know, build a relationship with people. Yes, because I, I agree. You know, um, but with the LinkedIn thing, the way he explained it was, is like, hey, you can do a search within mm-hmm. a city that you want to be in, in a particular career field. And his example was like, all right, you, so do you want to get into education? Well, do you want to get into education where? Right, I want to get into it in Nashville. All right, well, in Nashville. I want to connect with people who were prior service members. Um, and we're not just talking about army, but let's just say it's service in general, because, you know, we all have that shared understanding uh, when that goes back to mission command. Uh, but <laughs> we, we all have that shared understanding uh, about what the military is like. And then the transition into an educator uh, role, that's a good way to start those connections and start doing things like that. And I was like, I never even thought about that. Like, and I've, I've got a master's degree in social <laughs> media management, man. Like, but I, like we didn't, you know, that was, it was more about digital marketing and, and trying to brand yourself. And I didn't think about <clears> like, okay, I'm branding myself to expand my network. So I, I think that online network thing, man, is a critical, critical element um, to building this network that you're speaking of. Don't mind me. I'm just writing branding because that seems to be a, a theme today. Uh, so does. far, we've, we've talked about it a couple of times. And yeah. then this is just the different things that we just talked about, formal, informal, and online. So um, so real quick, Brian, let's, I just I just want to do an exercise. All right, We've never done this on the show. And, and the viewers may not be able to see the whiteboard, but I want to make the Bearded Ninja proud. So what do you think, Brian? What are some other informal ways we can uh, network? What do you got? Other informal ways of networking. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think, man. Um, golly, because you kind of <laughs> talked about like doing like events and stuff. Uh, I don't know, like, <sighs> would like <laughs> can, making a connection like third party via third party through like a uh, work partner, like say like you and I, and then I make another connection because I know you, and then all of a sudden, I mean, or is that a, is that more feels- of a formal? I think that's informal because the formal is more like people that you kind of know, I think. Right. So right, I, right, right. I would say, yeah, I would say third party. Okay. Um, and then I think this one kind of could go to either um, informal or online. But what about like, 
Um, you know, here in the military, we have the First Cavalry Association. We have oh, um, yeah, the 101st Airborne Association. So, like, AUSA. I, yeah, like I mean, I think groups, right? Um, also, Facebook. They had the Facebook groups. I mean, I think those are both kind of a little bit of each, informal and uh, online, Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to now. Now I'm really trying to think. This brainstorm didn't work out like I wanted it to, but. I, I, we yeah. attempted the beard in <laughs> No, 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 no. It makes sense. Like there, there are element. Like it, it could be as is informal as I'm walking my children to school and I. Oh, a bus stop. Bus yeah. stop conversation, man. Yeah, I, I talked to somebody that um, I may never have talked to before. Actually, this happened yesterday. I was standing out. I was standing out there waiting on my children with my wife, and there was a, a, a woman there that was. She had been. She pushed up two different two children and, and one big thing, and we got into conversation somehow. And then I found out her husband is in the uh, part two of the uh, the medical provider program. It's like a big thing, uh, especially in the medical yeah. side, where like. And I was like, oh wow, you know, like I know what that is. I had a friend who. Who's done that before? Blah blah blah. <laughs> so I created a small network. So now when she walks by, when she walked back by me, she says, "Oh, you have a good day." You know, I mean, it. You know, it's like weird little relationship type thing that you Ooh, build, yeah. And you, you can you can basically nurture over time. Uh, I would I would think. Oh, I like that nurture. So yeah. you know what? You just saw that right? Nurture. So you know what? The other one. How many times we talked about the value of just saying good morning to somebody at your organization? That's a big thing. Thanking somebody for, you know, whatever it is, that gratitude. But then through that capital, aren't you really building an informal network that can eventually mature into a formal network? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I was just thinking too about that, right? Um, So we have different types of people, right? You have introverts and extroverts. An yes. extrovert might be really good at this, like really, really good at this, right? Yes. But how do we help the introvert develop into that? You know what I mean? Like to be able to create that network. To get out and, of their comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. I think a good place to start though, Ed, this is um, James, uh, is, is the online networking opportunities because you don't have to like physically talk to somebody. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and you can do searches and you can do all these things. So to me, it's like, that's that might be a better way or in an informal setting like you know no, uh, I, i'm maybe i'm with you right and we're at a little function or something and and you're not as uh outgoing so but i may be maybe vicariously through a network of somebody who i know is an extrovert i'm an introvert i can make that connection to help you know Oh, and you know, maybe maybe I'm the extrovert, and I'm introducing you to someone, and then I keep generating the talk that allows you to yeah. be a little bit more comfortable with the situation. And oh, did you just write head of bees? Yeah. You so you're kind of like a mediator. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like yeah. You're so, kind of like mediating it. Yeah. yeah. To me, that's an in, that could be uh, at times an informal method because uh, I'm I'm utilizing the strengths of those who are in my network to help me further build mine because I may be, that may be a weakness of mine. No. And I mean, I thought about when you started talking about the, you know, doing it online, the keyboard warriors, right. But this Mm. is a good way. This takes, this can help get rid of some of that stigma of people behind, behind the keyboard, because right now that person's using the keyboard as a shield because they're such an introvert. 
Right. Well, they're building a network, right? And it may help mm-hmm. them become more, um, you know, better at communicating and more comfortable. And eventually, like maybe they will get get a little better at not being so introverted. So, Hattie yeah. B's. You know why I wrote Hattie B's, Brian? Because it's amazing. There's another place too. It is amazing, amazing. Nashville Hot Chicken, Hattie <laughs> B's. Check them out. Uh, no, because, you know, sometimes the Hattie B's is so busy, right? You oh. end up sitting at a table with people yes. that you don't know. That is, yes, that's it. So that is an informal network. Yeah. So you either stand up and eat your hot chicken and sweat, or you can sit with somebody you don't know. Boom, strike up a conversation, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, what temperature chicken did you get? Oh, yeah, I got, uh, the, I got the country. I, I, I'm not sure about the hot. And blah, blah. Yeah, Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're on our way to a Predators game or we're, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah. Hey, that's, a, that's a quick way to start a conversation at Hattie B's. If you're sitting down and, and you and the person <laughs> next to you, because, and that's, um, so we got to describe the setting here. Uh, when you go into Hattie mm. B's, those of you who have never been there and you There's really want to try it out. clouds. Oh, yeah. Like angels um, sing. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, they've they've broadened. They've they they just got one in Dallas. They got one down in Atlanta now. They got them in Memphis. Like they're moving. They're they're getting bigger because they're that good. Um, so when you go to Hattie B's, what you have to realize is they just have a bunch of long tables, like mm. like long table. They got picnic tables, everything. So you could be sitting at a table with three or four other people like did you have and they don't know who they you know um but an easy way is just look you can ask a simple question which heat did you get because they'll probably be sweat if they got one of them like hot and uh, because hot is like the middle ground and then it goes like i it's hot um oh man one of them shut the cluck up yeah. i think that's hottest like yeah. and it's yeah. like there's a window there and that's, you know <laughs> you know yeah. hey i don't think i've got i don't think i've had shut the cluck up yet i think i've had the one right before that like so i'm not i haven't tacked that out so the last time i had it um i had hiccups that <laughs> would not stop and i was like i can't stop you know like type of thing anyways i di- so, i digress so i full ace ventura the, the last time i went there and tried the shut the cluck up uh, my wife's driving and I'm out the window, right? Ah, <laughs> I must have ate a loaf of bread. Like if it was on that tray, I ate it hoping it would take some of that heat away. It was yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, hey, it's Nashville hot chicken. It's it is the thing. All right, so we know the different types of networks, but how can we expand our networks, right? So first thing is to identify your current network. And then ask for referrals. Brian and I, luckily, we both kind of very familiar with that Clarksville, Tennessee area. But maybe yeah. I asked Brian, I said, hey, I've talked to a few people about like what it takes to get into the school system. Like, do you have any contacts there? And then Brian says, hey, did you know, you know, Master Sergeant or Master Sergeant Retired Schmugatelli is mm-hmm. teaching there right now? Yeah. Fermi, a guest of ours. A uh, firm is teaching as a teaching assistant there right now. And I'm like, what? So now by asking Brian, you know, hey, could, or if it's somebody I don't know, let's say it's somebody I don't know, you tell me he's there. Hey, Brian, could you kind of introduce us? Boom. I asked him to refer me to him, help me get linked in with him or, lock, uh, you know, connected with him. And I just expanded my network. Yeah. So yeah. there's definitely that. What's, what else, Brian? Expanding our network. 
Expanded everywhere. Real quick, though, I was just thinking about this. It, his wife was on post um, at one of the middle schools, I think. I want to say over there near Gate Four, and I think that's where he's at, actually, too. I wonder if those are yeah. GS. I wonder if those are GS jobs. Anyways, I digress. I don't know if Dodia is or not. That'd be a good yeah. question. Yeah, that is a good question. <laughs> anyway, because I was just like, it just popped in my head just now. Um, they just so you yeah. asking for rever- uh, referrals, volunteering. Big town. Yes. That's a huge one. That was the next one in line. Volunteering, yeah. volunteer. And and it doesn't have to mean like you go out and volunteer every single day, every single weekend. You know, it's like taking the opportunity to do something to help out. Well, you mentioned Habitat for Humanity. That's a fun one. Um, if you want just want to get out and do something physical. Uh, there's other things where you like you did, it was the bike ride for with the books and you with volunteer the books your to the time. schools. Yeah. yeah. Um and you, you basically, you rode your bike, so you got to do something physical, and you were delivering these books, and you got to introduce yourself. Now, obviously, you're not creating networks with the children that you deliver but, to, but there are other people there. Yeah, and then what, the good thing about that one was I didn't do it in Clarksville, Fort Campbell, where we lived. No. No. I did it in Nashville. So yeah. now I've extended the, the sphere of my network into Nashville meeting some people there even if it's just the guy that owns the bike store you know hey i need a part i can call down there but or hey i'd like to work at a bike store what are you know do you have any opportunities any like internships to learn how to do the main whatever it is right so that that was key as i left the community i was in where i'm already into a network and mm-hmm. i tried to expand so um yeah and then i already talked about the next one brian uh professional or trade organizations that's an yeah. excellent way, you know, to get involved, to get your name out there, to get into a network. My brother did, um, uh, what do they call it? The Make-A-Wish. He raised money for Make-A-Wish a couple of years ago, and he got to drive. Uh, he got a spot to drive in their parade of trucks that they do because he's, uh, you know, he's a truck driver. But mm-hmm. that network of all these truck drivers from these different companies, that's a pretty good network because then – they say, oh, you drive for X, I drive for Y. And then you're like, oh, what's that like? Uh-oh, now we're going right. to find out about the culture and another organization, right? And yeah. maybe we're like, wow, that that's that sounds like a better situation than what I'm in. Maybe I should look into that. Like you could possibly find a move up that you want to do. Or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you've always been curious about another organization. So that culture, you get that culture that intel from yeah you know from that network you get to think about too those uh joining those professional trade organizations there's there's different types too so there are some you pay you pay in dues and stuff like that and then there's the free versions too uh like for instance i'm a part of uh i don't think aviation's my thing when i get out i just i'm I think I'm just kind of done with it and I enjoyed the education side of things so if i was teaching somebody Mm -hmm. about aviation i'd be happy however um, so quad a, I'm a part of that. Um, and that's an aviation thing. However, what people don't realize is it's not just like active duty person or reservist. It's people who have gone aviation. on retired. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a big thing. So, uh, it's networks like that. And what we have dues that we pay each year and it's not a lot of money. It's, you know, it's just a little, and it goes towards the national and then you're a part of that organization. And that's, what's cool about that too. It's like, you can make connections with that organization through the events that they do or the fundraisers they do. Um, just it's all kinds of things. And not only on top of that, 
I may be a part of a chapter here in El Paso. Mm-hmm. I go to Fort Hood Clean Area. I could be a part of that. I go to Campbell. I can switch to that one. So now I'm, I'm changing my network a little bit, like broadening it because I'm learning and meeting new people at each location. So yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. And then of course we, you know, we talked about networking events like job fairs and stuff. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's just, there's stuff you got to think about before you go to the job fair. You want to have a goal. What am I after research? What kind of job fair is it? Is it local companies? Is it a national job fair? Yeah. What type of companies are going to be there? Cause a lot of times they'll publish like these are the, you know, organizations that are going to be at this job fair. Maybe it's just an Amazon only job fair or whatever. And then you can, then you could do a little light LinkedIn stalking of the organization, right? Check out their page. Always um, do that. Always social media. do that. That yeah, is because, key. And then what that lets you do is prepare questions. Like I have questions for that organization. And then you, you come across more prepared when you go in there to do your networking. And then, um, we talked about the elevator pitch. Practice it. Hey, practice, 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 rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. That way, when you give your elevator pitch, you're not stumbling over a pitch that's about you. And we say, well, why would I stumble? It's about me. You know how many promotion boards that I have sat on, Brian, where the soldier <laughs> stumbles <laughs> over their bio? Yes. It's your bio. I didn't Truth. do those things. You did. So uh, that's why you want to rehearse. So, And then during the event, Brian, what are we trying to accomplish? Well, wait, one, we want to arrive early because we don't want to be seen as somebody who's just there nonchalantly. We actually want to show up, be prepared in that manner. So, so we can seek out a person or group that uh, we planned, uh, mm-hmm. who basically planned the event uh, and, and just kind of thank them, for, you know, and do a little mingle, a little small talk. However, you're creating like this, this professional persona for something like this. And that's a good idea. You know, it's like you don't have to be fake, right? You could be who you are, but just be cognizant of like how does who you are come off to other people, and and that that could be critical uh, in any situation. Uh, introduce yourself, just oh, introduce yeah. who you are. I mean, and it's not hard, you know. Use that tailored version that you talk about of that introduction, that that the elevator pitch. Sometimes you can go beyond the elevator pitch. Sometimes you can, you have to go underneath it, but you need to kind of introduce who you are, and 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 uh. Keep hand free. Hold yeah. your drink in your left hand so your right hand is free for a handshake. Never uh, thought so of that. <laughs> I've never thought about that either, but it makes sense to maybe carry some type of uh, merce. If you're a man, you want to carry your merce, um, <laughs> a satchel, uh, your backpack. But if you're carrying stuff with you, yeah, key, I would think that, you know, if you have a drink in your hand, you know, keep that that re- that hand ready to shake somebody's hand, like to introduce yourself. You don't want to, or or the elbow bump, whatever it is. Um, and that that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, meet and repeat names. That is critical. You you just put on more Piero, didn't you? Look yeah. at you, look at you, so <laughs> so conscious. Um, but meet and greet new uh, new people and constantly repeat their names. Uh, that is key too, because people. I, I, I listened to an important study on this, and I can't remember who it was that talked about but the people love to hear their name from other people. It's, it's yeah. an attention uh-huh. grabber. It's an acknowledgement. It's, it's just one of those things where if I'm talking to you, 
I'm not using uh, just generalizations. Hey, yeah. bud, or hey, you know, hey, dude, you know, oh, don't hey, do that. Bud. Yeah. Well, hey, and, hey bonehead. And the other thing it does, Brian, it helps you remember that name with that face with that organization. So it's funny. It's funny you say that. Uh, I'm a part. I well, I haven't rode with them in a while, but I'm a part of this donut group. Uh, it's called the Donut Ride. They do it 5 a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays here in El Paso. They meet up at a Dunkin' Donuts, and I've met multiple really good people there. And I never eat the donuts network. after, anyways. It's networking, it's network. right? It is. And a network. I, I have made sure that I use the names. And it was weird last weekend. We went and did this little climb on the other side of the mountain, uh, Cristo Rey. And as we're going up, I noticed like three people coming down and I, I see, I'm like, hey, such and such. And hey, such and such. Good to see you. <laughs> and it was a, it was two people that just happened to be that rides with us, you know, and it's just those small things. I remembered their name, you know, and yep. they're going to remember that. Yeah. Yep. And then I post a picture of our climb. And one of them said, hey, it was great to see you out there today. Blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> connection, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I like it. Um, so, and then the last thing. Uh, so, after the event, come on, it's common sense. Do I leave the event and that's it? No. Follow up. Send an yes. email. Yes. Send a LinkedIn request. Because that person, if they present you with that business card, well, time for some LinkedIn stalking. And you can add them to your network on LinkedIn. Right. Yeah. So there's so much you could do with that information. And then, um, like I said, follow up, follow up, follow up. So, I mean, here, here's a great example of this, right? You, um, I helped you in a situation when, you know, and your, you know, your ankle and all that. Uh, um, and then I got to know you and I would continue to follow up. And then, you know, we became friends. And then I was like, I'm really going to rope this guy into this podcast thing. You know what I mean? So then I buy, <laughs> I buy some equipment for you for your birthday and I left it on your desk. So I was just, I was just trying my, I was grabbing it all. And then sooner or later, you're like, yeah, we might as well do it. And now we've got this worldwide broadcast of this show. Worldwide with so it's, many countries. <laughs> yeah, so many countries involved. Um, hey, that was the follow-up, man. I made sure yeah. I followed up with this from the situation. <laughs> and next thing you know, we're, we're doing a podcast. So. Now I'm in your network. <laughs> You're in my network. Yeah. Uh, well, you thought you were not anymore. Oh, I'll get back in there. You said something, you said something about the Patriots. I can't handle that. Oh. <laughs> All right. Hey, so, so what's this, what's this next thing we, we're going to get into this? All right, how so to this leverage. next is just kind of like how to leverage it. And we've kind of hinted at it. Um, your net, how to uh, leverage your network. So you identify and clarify the nature of potential employers. So that's mm -hmm. where we go to the job fair, right? We do our research. Right. Um, you. This is the big one. You acquire relationships that will provide perspective on the life and career decisions you are about to ponder. Because if I decide to leave an organization, even the military, yeah. but anything, um, that's a that's a big decision. That's a big step. So through that network, I can. Get some you're changing insight careers. Culture. Yeah, yeah, you're like, changing yeah. careers, man. That's that's huge. People don't realize how huge. big that is. And you know, and that makes me. I keep calling you Ed because I. It's because I love you. Um. Anyways, so what it makes me think about is like uh, our juniors, right? Our juniors that get out of the service, like those mm -hmm. those specialists, those young sergeants. I mean, they get out of the service, and you often ask, "Hey, what are you going to do next?" And 
it's so crazy because you get these, you always get these broad statements from them. Oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to school, or I know a guy and I'm gonna go work for him. And I'm thinking, are you really thinking about this, or is this just I'm just getting out and I'll figure it out when I get out, you know? And you know, when you go multiple years like you and I, and we've built a career, I'm not gonna just say, hey, I'm just gonna go to school when I get out. Like I've got to actually change careers. I've got to do something. Mm-hmm. Why? I have a family. Uh, I have. I got bills to pay just like everybody else. You know, <laughs> um, I'm not going to just stop working. Uh, yeah, a retirement's nice, but it's not that great. I still got to, you know, figure a way to do things. So we actually got to do stuff. And that's, I, I don't think that's what, this is what, that's what concerns me. And I want to often engage is our juniors is, do you really know what you're about to go get into? You know? Yeah, no. It, and that's a big thing when they talk about uh, at, at Soldier for Life, they talk about, the difference because I'm in a senior class, so they talk about that's the big difference. Is the seniors come in and say, "These are the things I need to be successful when I retire. This is what I want out of life." And the juniors or the direct reports, civilian terms, mm-hmm. comes in and says, "I don't know. I'm going to go to school." You know, that's the number one answer. Like Family Feud, the survey says, but so many of them say i'm going to go to school and i bet you if you pulled if you were able to do the research and find a percentage i would be willing to bet more than 60% do not go to school when they get out no then you just go find yeah. a job yeah you know? so those are the, those are those type of things so um i've said a few times too that you know that network can help you gain some intelligence into an organization but here, here's one that's important to you and I, Brian. This is really important for what we believe in and, and what we support. And I talked about with my 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 battle buddy who's uh, was the first sergeant, kind of plays into this. That network can help you improve your ability to mentor and be an effective part of your direct reports network, right? So you're, those that you, you lead. So this is where we talk about the soldier in our case, soldier has a financial problem, but I know the person who knows the person at finance and I can get them in right now because it's an emergency or those type of like leveraging that network to assist in some way and to be a better mentor and a better leader to those direct reports you have in your organization um, is a good way to use that network, Brian. Mm, yeah, it makes sense, man. Uh, what about uh, when we talk about assist to acquire intelligence within yes. an organization about potential opportunities? Like, are we thinking like, are we using, are we leveraging the network to become more informed about this organization? Or are we trying to use this network to possibly get an in in this organization? What are we thinking with that? So I, I think this is what we're talking about. And, and it really comes to mind. Um, Somebody we had worked with us at a S1. They were our S1 when we left the uh, NCO Academy, right? Got it. That Intel, knowing that that S1 job, you know, so for one, the people listening, it's not military. S1 is like our personnel area, our personnel HR. section. Yeah, HR. But knowing that that opportunity was coming, that the person in the, that currently had that job was leaving allowed <laughs> Our, actually, our instructor, when we got there, it allowed her the opportunity to start working on de- uh, developing her resume specific to that job. 
yeah. allowed her, you know, to, to, to research that job. Is that enough money for me when I retire and retired yeah. and allowed her all those opportunities because she was still locked into the network at the NCO Academy. Yeah. Right. So, oh. she, so that's where I think that intelligence plays in about opportunities. Well, I can definitely tell you that as soon as I knew that that position was going to be open, that person yeah. first was the first one in my mind. And I immediately texted her and I said, listen, you need to apply for this job. It's open. Oh, so you yeah. help your network help the yeah. organization. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I knew, <laughs> but the thing was too, that was the additional part where, um, on my flip side about helping somebody is, uh, I knew the work ethic of that person. I knew how much they cared about things. So I knew it was an added benefit that I may yeah. not reap any benefit from. However, the organization would. And then the future soldiers of that organization would also, because I knew that person would take care of them. You know what I mean? So, And that was, yeah. And they understood the processes and they understood like how our promotions were. So there was so much exactly. to it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So now what we got to do, Brian, and we're going to try this brainstorm one more time. Uh, we need to develop our network. So there's two types of people in your network. The first okay. is your is the friendlies. These include those that come to mind when you ask, who do I know personally or professionally who could aid with my transition or future career? Who you got, Brian? Um, I'm going to put Bearded Ninja right off the bat. Bearded Ninja. <laughs> yep. Are we just going with generalizations or am I actually going to go with names? It's uh, it's up to you. You can go with generalizations. You could go with name. I think this is this qualifies for you under friends. Under me, yes. it qualifies as friends and bosses. So yeah. I think that's a good one. No, that's a good one. That's fair. What you got? Let's see. Um, uh, go ahead. Oh, I'll go uh, Brian. <laughs> Well, then I'm going to go with Whoa, I'm going to go James. with Brian W just because. <laughs> I'm going with James. There you go. Uh, all right. What else? Church, church family, bosses, civic yeah. organizations. I've got tons of people that I've known like in the Dixon area through our church organization and stuff like that. Um, one of them, uh, he's he's basically like the head of their SWAT now. And, you know, um, and he you know, he's been a great connection. Uh, as a matter of fact, here's a funny thing. Um, I got to meet the superintendent of schools in Dixon. Uh, I set up a little meeting with him, but I brought him along because he was a friendly face or a friendly known figure who could help us uh, push for this like school lunches for children that we were donating lunches for children. Oh, nice. Hey, and, and, and what we did was uh, we were able to... Um, basically say, Hey, we're going to, we're taking donations and we know there are children within the school system who don't quite have enough. We would like to know, is it okay to, to take those to those schools and deliver them? So I was able to use that connection, you know, Oh, there you go. The wife, that's another one. Yeah. Um, but that helped. That was a connection. But the funny thing is, is it's dealing with the school systems. And what if I did decide to want to be, you know, a facilitator or a, a teacher in that yep. school system? Now I had that connection. So, yeah. So here we go. We're not going to. So basically, we're looking at family, friends. Okay. Right. Civic organization, bosses, college alumni, church family, okay. social relationships, veterans groups, these type of things who would say who could help us with our transition. But here's what's important too to think about. Right. 
So in this case, it's a little bit hard because these are all personal. But we could also go, Brian, Bearded Ninja, professional reference. Brian, personal reference. James, personal reference. Team RWB speaks to our civic involvement, our community involvement, right? Okay. Life, personal. Uh, R. Williams, we both work for R. Williams, professional. So now we're building our resume too. We're looking at our network with this question of friendlies. These are people who probably know your plan, right? Or or know what you aspire to do. Right. And that's what you want for your references on your resume. So we're building a resume here with our, while we're building our network. So we've got that nice part, but what's this targets? Like what what are we targeting? So targets, this is uh, people, you list anyone who comes to mind when you ask, who do I need to get to know to enable a successful transition and future career? Now we're talking about like the school board members or, or school, um, let's go teachers. I don't like teach school. Teachers, right, for you and I because we want to be in education. Who else? Who else would come uh, to mind? Like maybe alumni groups or something of that nature? Alumni groups. We've both been in college. Feels like forever, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, alumni groups. You know these these are the people we we need to get in the know. Um, you know, hiring uh, hiring managers wherever you're going. Who's the hiring manager? Who's the HR? I always say HRC, and I know that's not it, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know it's just so- HR. <clears throat> So could we could we actually consider this, right? So we're talking about how to develop networks. We're looking at friendlies and targets. Could we think like friendlies being like those we already have and then targets those we're trying to yeah. acquire? I I would absolutely agree with I agree with that 100%. Okay, that makes um, sense. And then for me for you and I, right? We're transitioning from the military. What's a a good organization that um the military offers us for what we want to do? Oh, the Troops to Teachers? Troops to Teachers. That's an organization that could help us. They're going to help you get certified, right? Um, yeah. So the, these are those those two targets, the friendlies and then your targets. That's that's your who you want to have in your network. Okay. All right. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then uh, so then I have this high-speed chart here, Brian, and I, I know the listeners can't see it. Um but basically, this chart just that we got here, Brian, you got your circle, right? This is going to be terrible. <laughs> and then you got, you know. Totally so can't see center, it. What's that? <laughs> I said I totally can't see it. <laughs> oh, you can't see it? All right. Well, it basically. I, I, I think my camera, camera went a little blurry for a minute there. <laughs> Let's see. I don't. Patience, everybody. Patience. Um, I have so many markers. <laughs> or, or what I could do is I could actually put the image up right now on the oh, screen, are and you now they fancy? can see it. They are can see it now. Fancy? Yeah. So explain what we're seeing on the screen right now. I'd love to. So each slice, so each slice of this represents a different aspect of your life, right? So your family, your professional, university alumni, what have you. The center; those are your strongest relationships, right? Center mass. And that we're always okay. taught, Brian. This is yep. where Brian falls. This is where my family, this is where we our friendlies fall. And then as you move out, you're so this is um these are deep relationships and they're long term. So mentors, so 
You know, we've talked about my mentor down there, Sergeant Major uh, Wright. We've talked about Brian being a mentor to me. We've always talked about the bearded ninja. Uh, these are people that if I have a problem, I would call upon, right, to help me uh, figure out my problem. This includes my siblings and, 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 you know, those. So then you have your secondary, right? I know it's terrible, folks. I'll get a black marker. Yeah, um, you don't have to worry. They, they can see it. It's still on the screen. Okay. So our secondaries, <laughs> those are relationships that re- represent solid connections that are maintained regularly, like colleagues and contact. This mm-hmm. group is part of the friendlies contact list, right? So in okay. here, the, so we'll use my battle buddy just was the first arm. So her and I have only known each other a couple of years. So I wouldn't call it a long term. So she would kind of fall in between our friend, our inner circle, our primary and our secondary because I've known her. We have a strong relationship, but it's not as long as Brian and I, right? Right. So that's where she would fall. And then your third outer ring, your furthest ring out there. This, I'm going to mess this word up. Tertiary. Hey, that's, I mean, that is I think a, that's actually right. <laughs> yeah, you got it right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these are relationships that are just starting to be a develop, right? Acquaintances. These are friends of friends. And you may not know the person, uh, friends of friends, and you may not know that person yet. This usually is where you'll find your targets. So for you, I'm going to use you, Brian, because of where you're at right now. So you've been there about 10 months. You probably have some mm-hmm. relationships, but are they? you have to look at them and go, okay, is that relationship strong enough to be in the secondary? So we'll use Mitch. We'll just use that name. Mitch probably for you would be a, a, a tertiary because Absolutely. you know him. Right. But he's more of an acquaintance, like, you know, Mm -hmm. so that's where we're looking at these three and it helps you understand who falls. So when you take the splices, as you see in our handy dandy diagram here, which I copied from the book and drew because I had duty. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So when you're looking at it, you look at family and then you look at who falls as your primary because all your family is not going to be in the inner circle. Right. I have right. cousins and uncles and whatever. They're probably going to be more of a secondary. I've known them for a long time, but I don't talk to them regularly. And that's yeah. how you differentiate, right? So I talk to my sister and my brother every week. Obviously, they're a primary zone. Um, but then as you move out. Now, I don't think I'm going to find too much of my family in the uh, tertiary area, but there might be some outliers out there. Um, so oh, that's what this is Mine. helping you... <laughs> Yeah, that's what this, this this whole diagram is really helping you understand. It's visual, giving you a visual of your network based in these pies and then based on where they fall as far as how much contact you have. Those secondaries can be nurtured and they can be developed. And over time, they can become a primary, right? Like, mm. um, you know, you may go to an organization – and, and you know somebody that works there, but you know them from the gym, never had a discussion with them. Mm-hmm. You know, you know you, you'd say hi, bye. That's that's a tertiary, right? Right. And, and now, oh, now they said, hey, you want to have a coffee after the gym today? Okay. So now this develops into a, more of a relationship. We're hanging yep. out. Yeah. You know, hey, hey, I'm going to go check out the Gold's Gym. You want to go check that out with me? All right. So now maybe they're a secondary in your network now. Right. right. And then now y'all been going to the same gym. You've been going to the East Step gym on Fort Campbell for 10 years. 
sitting in the sauna. Y'all go at the same time every day. You're retirees with great, glorious beards and mullets. It's my future. And uh, now they're probably a primary in your network. So that's how you understand this chart, Brian. Yeah, no, it it this totally makes sense. And now I'm going to bring the chart down so we can see our faces again. Um, All right. But like with this, I, I kind of get an idea. It's like you... you you constantly got to be working on these relationships. So let, we're talking about yeah. like that primary, you're always staying in contact. That secondary, it's like you want to continuously to have contact, but it's not as much as the primary because the primary is the most effective, you know, it's the it's the 50 meter target, so to speak. Um, however, the tertiary, it's like those individuals are, that are in like your network, but you want to develop some type, but you want to bring... Mm-hmm. those in that area into the secondary and they may make it to the primary, but at least bring them to the secondary so you can keep to develop it. And sometimes people fall in and fall out possibly uh, due to absolutely. Uh, connections. So yeah, I, I, I totally get this. all the time. Yeah. I think that happens oh, to us absolutely. all the time in the military. You PCS, oh. you know, all everybody, I, I can tell you in my years, there's you and there's Joe and very few others that I've like, stayed as connected with over the yeah. years yeah in the prime kind of the primary so um and the other thing really important to note the contact list right that you have for these people that's a living breathing document and it requires you to update it because people people move right people, oh excuse me people change phone numbers you know, people change whatever, or they change jobs. And you need to know that because one thing with your network, this is again, resume. If I put them on there as a reference and their phone number is old, how well do they really know me? So those are the type of things you want to keep up with. And then, I mean, it's excessive. My sister's a spreadsheet human being. Like when we went to her wedding, she had like tabs for each section of the wedding and these are the things yeah. and how it's going to work. I'm not that person, but she is. Um, so you want to note, like, when's the last time I talked to this person? And and really, you could drop them a note. Oh, my goodness. Drop them an email and say, hey, Brian, I haven't heard from you in a while. Just want to see how the family's doing. Boom. Right. You know? So with this, so with this, we're saying that this is a uh, this is a constant thing that we've got to always always be updating or always be um, staying connection with or you know yeah a living document so to speak yeah living breathing document I don't believe there was anything in the material that we use for class that said hey every month you need to do this but I would say like at least probably quarterly like every 90 days or so mm-hmm. uh, and, and it don't have to be like oh I gotta go through the whole list it's 90 days. Like you want to spread it, <laughs> you want to spread it out so it's not like this under huge undertaking. But at the same time, you want to check on people, and then that's just that's just being a yeah. good you know person, right? Like that's helping you to build uh, yeah. those networks. So I, I think that has is- a lot to connect <laughs> with social intelligence. Um, and yep. Daniel Gold Goldman, he he writes. Uh, he did the emotional intelligence book, but he also has a social intelligence one he that does. people should really check into because this helps build that social capital that people need. Yeah. So, um, I believe. Well, wow, that was that was one heck of a that's one heck of a, a, a breakdown, my friend, of of this networking. And I feel like there's just like I feel like we were <laughs> only scratching, like we were literally just scratching the surface on just, a lot of this. 
Let's yeah, just a little. Just a little. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's important though. It is, and, and not just for your work. That's important as a human, right? Because you, when when you have friends and you have these people in your network, you want right. to nurture that. You want to feed that, right? Yeah. So, and in a sense, like, and you said, it's not just in work; it's just life, you know. Um, so I want to go back to your original story that brought you into this. You know, it helped your family through a trying time. And you're like, you know what? I could have been a jerk all those years to those people. I could have never developed that relationship or that network. And where would you be if that didn't get developed now? You know what I mean? Like things couldn't have been taken care of like they were, you know, things were smooth in it. Well, they weren't smooth, but they were smoother. Yeah. Yeah, You know? Um, and, and it, I, I think really like, Obviously, I'm saying at the end, we often call it the bluff or the bottom line up front, but I'm also at the back. So uh, people don't realize what they're doing until it's long past. So if they could actually, uh, you know, that hindsight 2020, if they could actually (laughs) observe what the network is and how to build it and actually start to be actively involved in it, there could be a lot taken from this personally, professionally. It doesn't matter. Um, I think. I think you bringing up this topic really uh, kind of sparks something in me to want to to build my network a little bit better. Um, you know, not only what you brought up, but then I heard that briefing yesterday, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. man, there's so much, there's so much I need to do. You know, well, where do I start? How do I start? And I think it's really just saying, oh wait, you got something on the board. What is this? Oh, this is uh, this is important. This is 101. Oh, I guess. One on one influence, and that Brian is what you need to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and all media social media platforms. You go to one on one influence. And That's you a can, great place. Uh, you can interact with us. I told you I posted on Facebook today. The Facebook post is closed, however, um, due to low call volume, you'll be approved pretty quickly if you answer the questions. So, <laughs> low call volume. I promise you, you're you're first in line. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> go to go to one one influence on Instagram, Twitter, yeah, Facebook. Check us out. And it's a great start for networking. A really good it start. Is. Yeah, you know? I mean, um, we we've also talked about another. To me, another term for networking is the tribe. Yeah, my network, my tribe. Build my so, tribe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey. So we got all those places they can connect with. They can watch us on YouTube if they're listening. If you're if you're watching us on YouTube, oh, yeah. you can listen in your car. So hey, all we ask is that while you're driving, you're not watching us on YouTube. Maybe you're just listening to the audio, you know, because it makes just more sense. Um, that would definitely. Uh, I, I would not. I, I do not want to approve a driver watching a video while they're driving. Um, but I mean, really, Ed, Ed, this was to me, this was definitely one of those topics that we had never scratched upon or never touched. And I, I really find it to be, and we've actually kind of developed um, kind of a pathway, sort of speak yeah. of going through this because last week w- w- when we sat down, we talked a little bit, we kind of came up with an idea of like, Hey, network is just the start. We're going to actually throw some more stuff in there. I think we we said something about we're going to do one about brand. We're going to do a show on branding. Um, and now I got to look because I can't remember. But I took a picture downstairs. I just, I just took a picture and too. I, 
yeah, I, I took some pictures downstairs and I was like, oh man, we got to really talk about this or that. And I'm probably, so we got ask- branding. We've got uh changing careers. Ah, that's a big one. Yeah, we've got uh, the power of a social network. That's going to be a good one, Brian. And then we've got one that's near and dear to my heart. I'm still scrolling. We got got one near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm going to be honest, full disclosure, I'm cheating for this episode. The episode is near to my heart because it's helping me because I have to write a 15-page paper on Winston S. Churchill. And uh, we're going to do an episode. (laughs) I'm actually... Heading tomorrow to Vimy Ridge, and then from there to Dunkirk. And we did the not- episode on Vimy Ridge already, on too. Vimy Ridge, yep. I'm heading out there yeah. tomorrow, and then we're going to Dunkirk, which was not a high point for Winston, but we're going to um, take a look around, see if I can find some material. And then we're going to Flanders Field on the way home, which is also someplace he fought at during World War One. He was there. I need so. you to get some info on that Dunkirk one. I think I, you know, hey, the influence of history is a real thing, uh, and I love to talk about Dunkirk because that was that's a that's a key point in time that really should be spoken about. I mean, there's a movie yeah. about it, but it's yeah. still yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a movie about hey, it. <laughs> hey, so this it was great getting back in here, doing some yeah. recording, um, and you know, and and sooner or later I'm about to take this show on the road because we're going to be moving again. And then here in a few months, you're going to be moving again, but we're not yep. going to, we're not going to just kind of like totally abandon this. Don't p- listeners, please don't ever think we're going to abandon it. We're enjoying what we do. Um, we don't receive any compensation for it. We, we just do it because we enjoy it. It's a hobby. Um, but with that, stay connected. I'm going to go ahead and end this out, Ed, unless you've got something else to say. Uh, I think we're good, buddy. All right, then I am Brian. And I am not Ed. I am James. <laughs> this has been the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. We thank you so very much for listening. We hope you have a great day. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Reach out to us. Network with us. We'd love to hear from you.